before you start this podcast, I think out of respect for the final time, go listen to Angel with a shotgun. There goes the last great American dynasty. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. Well, hello and welcome to what I think qualifies as an emergency dispatch from Vape. Yeah, we're still like editing the Clance episode. Yeah, again, apologies for how nothing has come out recently. I've just been super stressed about applying to grad school. And it's pretty understandable. Been happening on top of that. So, like, come on. You're good. You're off the hook in my books, at least. I fell asleep at three, maybe. Oh my God. And I woke up at six. Wow. So, that was how I was after despair. Despair, I, yeah, same thing after despair. Um, I slept a little better tonight. At least it's over now because Supernatural has been taking a physical toll on me. How could he do this to me? I, it, I'm like, he gave us as much as he could. He did. He, we even got a, look, I know we got a Rufus mention in like not the context we wanted, <gasps> but we did get a Rufus mention. <laughs> hey, you know who really never loses? Uh, Bobby Ellen Rufus girls. <laughs> I know. Bobby Ellen Bobby Rufus girls. Bobby Ellen Rufus girls and never lose. Bobby's not with his childhood sweetheart in heaven. <laughs> Ellen's not with her husband who died. <laughs> it's so obvious they're oh, fucking God. each other. She absolutely cheated too. Like she absolutely cheated on her husband with Bobby. Yes, because, yeah. Hey, let me finish eating this baby bell. This is my breakfast and lunch. I'm going to go downstairs, pour myself a glass of wine, and be drinking throughout this call. Yeah, day drinking. I will not be because I drank so much last night. And I don't want to drink ever again. No more fromage for a while. Yeah, you ruined alcohol for me, but... All right, let's get into despair. The thing about despair is that it was great. I am so fucking vindicated. I know the world's been waiting on bait to make a statement. We wanted to wait till the finale, uh, just so nothing new could pop out at us and we wouldn't have to record another. Official stance of bait pod is ha 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 gay. He is gay. He's the gay angel. They've Our, always said it, but now we know. Now we know. In case you've been living under a rock, obviously you're not because everybody knows about this, especially if you listen to bait. People I hadn't talked to for like months or years called me and texted me that Thursday and Friday and were like, how are you? Did you hear the news? In fact, people texted me before I had a chance to watch the episode because I was in a rehearsal and had to watch late. And I said, they were like, did you hear? And I was like, shut up, do not tell me. Yeah, two separate ex-girlfriends texted me about it. Yeah, so in case you've been living under a rock, Supernatural episode 18, Despair, Cass dies and we all knew it. That's the thing about people being like, this is, you know, bury your gaze for shock value. Like, we knew Cass was dying in that episode from the get-go. And we've kind of known he was going to die since he made the empty deal, which happened over a season ago. Yeah, we knew he was going to die for, like, over a year now. And, like, he made this deal. The deal was 
when Cass finally allows himself to be happy, then he'll die. Uh, but he made this deal to take the place of his son. Which I feel people don't understand. I was like, oh, well, he's gotten out of the empty before so he can get out again. And they were like, well, that's how he made the deal the first no. time. And I'm like, no, the deal was about his son. Which like- Dean's child. I feel like not to get like too heady about Supernatural, but like, what else do we do? Yeah. But like, you don't see canonical gay people with children. Yeah. That's really not written about. Cass is like defined at this point by the fact that he's a father. Yes, and absolutely. I think that that like is kind of that like not only is he like a canon gay character who's like the hero, but like also like the thing that they've defined yeah. as most important for him is like his relationship with his son who's also God. Like that's yeah. kind of progressive. And like, and he's the best father on the show, which has always been about like, it has always been supposed to be about family, turned into being about uh, gay love. But like Cass is the best father on the show. And like, and, and Cass and Jack's relationship has been from the future on the best, most interesting thing to watch on the show. Yeah. I mean, I would argue that Dean and Jack's relationship is much more Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. definitely but, more interesting, definitely more. And I wish they had done anything interesting with it in this season, post-last holiday. It's really good. And it, like, big brain on, like, Dean's consistent rejection of Jack is because to acknowledge that Jack is his son is to yeah. acknowledge how yeah. Jack is his son, and the only way Jack is his son is if he's Cass's mm -hmm. partner in some extension, so... It's yeah. all, I'm making a, my fingers together, but it's all connected and it's all. <laughs> like the thing about Supernatural is that it's, it's so much, there's so many fucking episodes all across the goddamn board, but like when it's good, it's, it's good. Really good. Yeah. And it does like, it does its little specialty episodes really well. Mm -hmm. It does its like fun little I don't know. Like, I I feel like there's definitely going to be a lot of people coming out with retrospectives on Supernatural after today, and there's going to be a lot of real, a lot of negativity. And I get that. Yeah, I but it's also like we'll get into the finale. I thought it was like dumb and bad, but like yeah, not more than I expected. No, it was less dumb and bad than I thought it would be yeah. actually, which it is was. shocking because it was so dumb and bad. But, but I was just—I don't think it's—it was—it wasn't dumb and bad enough that I that it would completely change the way I looked at the entire show. I think no. that, like, like I've been saying to Zoe a lot um, with my worst fear about this season was like you're finishing up a 15-year cult classic. The end of it is going to get bogged down in like expectations, and like the people writing the show will feel that. Yeah. Um, and like there is this pressure when it's been something going for this long like there's always the expectation to have the end parallel the beginning somehow but like on a show like this which has changed so much if you look at like the beginning of season 15 versus the beginning of season like one it's not the same show at all the pilot is not the thing that they should be paralleling here I yeah. mean we you know what they should be paralleling here 
is where like the show really changed and we're kind of it really picked up and then started you know should have been Lazarus Rising I think overall I have a pretty positive opinion of Supernatural because yeah. when it was good it was good and when it was bad it was bad but like it's a CW show I think like which I guess circles back to like what, yeah, to like despair and this segment of like, despair was the last episode of the show that I was like, they're doing something interesting. Yes. Because I could have told you what would happen in both Inherit the Earth and Carry On. And I had, like, I knew that was what it was going to be. I was like, Jack will beat God. I thought it was, and become God himself. I thought it would be a little more through the power of love than it ended up being. It was kind of a little stupid and convoluted. Um, which I couldn't predict because they always just do power of love. I will say that, you know, they did subvert our expectations there, but for the first time ever, they made a plan and it worked. <laughs> we're we're going to get into despair later, but I think right now is our Inherit the Earth segment because Inherit the Earth was incredibly dumb and it accomplished nothing. It was so uh, dumb. They did with, I liked Chuck's ending. I also liked Chuck's ending. I thought it was great. Everything I thought- has been great. Rob Benedict's a great actor. He, um, the way they write Chuck is really fun. Yes. And he was a great villain. And like having his ending be like, you're powerless is yeah. really good. And it's like, I still think that the perfect way to wrap up that storyline was to make Becky God, because that is like, yes! we have established that God is a writer. Billy, <laughs> she was justified in everything she did. We're biased as an audience because we like Sam and Dean. And, but like, she doesn't care about them. She just But Sam was like, we can't let Billy win. We can't let Billy kill Jack because, and I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Okay, what, what more justification? We can't let Billy kill Jack because he's Jack. But like, whatever, I'm not even gonna get into that. He's like, we can't let Billy kill Jack because then Billy will be God and then she'll put all the rules. And I'm like, yeah, she should be God and those rules are right and you should stop dying and coming back. Like she, she was right. Like. Billy was literally right in being like, there are rules. You shouldn't just be able to fucking open up portals into different worlds and pull people in and out whenever. Um, and like, you know, Jack as God does that. <laughs> uh, it's like, it makes sense for God to be a writer. That's been what the whole show has kind of been. And that's what this whole meta narrative has been establishing. Making it Becky would be like handing it off to the fans and it would be really good. It'd be just like sweet and poignant. I would have liked that. But everything else in, in Inherit the Earth was dumb. The montage, I was like, I was crying laughing. Play pomp and circumstance. Crying laughing. <sighs> it was so dumb. It was but so dumb. Despair was the last good episode. I agree. And in Despair, Destiel became canon. Destiel went canon. And if you want to say, no, it didn't, because he didn't reciprocate, would you? Yeah. Would you? Look yourself in the eye. He was going eye. through a lot. Um, if your friend of 12 years, not even getting into like, you are a man with a lot of problems who needs to go to therapy. Just if your friend of 12 years uh, goes, I'm in love with you, and I'm about to die. And, and what's killing me? Love you makes me so happy that this will trigger the thing that kills me. Like, why would you then say I love you too? Any chance? Any chance at saving your friend? The I'm, worst thing you could do would be reciprocal. That is possible. What'd you say? I'd try and make them as upset as possible. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, 
Dean should have been behaving worse in that situation. He's yeah, so shocked. The problem is there's nothing Dean could have done because Cass loves him so completely. And he knows him so well. Because if, But, like, even if Dean had been, like, no, like no. tried to break his heart to save him, Cass, know, he knows his, Cass, he knows like, his soul. He knows his soul. He knows, he knows that would be his impulse. He, knows, he built his soul. I loved Despair because I was completely on edge the entire time just waiting for that one scene to happen like what? i tried my mom was like i tried to eat dinner that night and my mom was like are you okay and i like could not swallow the food i was so like yeah my day on that thursday was i took i had to take the fucking gre oh, God. i napped for two hours and then it was time for despair i couldn't watch it live because i had a tech rehearsal on zoom for a zoom show when the tech was over it was like around like, I was like, I have to go now. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't stay for, like, the debrief with my director. I was just like, oh, I have um, a commitment at nine, and I have to go. I have to go. go. Going into this, watching the trailer that showed clips from this scene, um, I was like, I think, I think Cass is going to tell Dean that he loves him and have that moment where he's like, I'm proud of this. I've been beaten down about being gay and being in love with you for the entire show, but finally having that one moment to, like, actually be like, and I'm happy because of it. And it's made me a better person and I love you. And I think that's what's going to get him. And Zoe said, looking at the one clip we saw from Despair, the you fought for this whole world. Zoe, like, she called me and she's like, I think that's going to be a love confession. I think it's going to be like, you fought for this whole world. How can I not fall for you? I didn't say what he said! I I, I was like, we were right and we were saying it, but I, I... I didn't think they'd actually do it. I th- I knew they'd do it, but I didn't think they would do it. All signs pointed to them doing it, but I didn't believe I it. had so many trust issues. And you know what? It, they're valid. Because <laughs> we all watched He's in Love with Humanity. We all, like, what was so... I don't think it was intentional, like, but, like, what was so good and, like, kind of meta about that scene was that they kept setting up lines that I was, like... Yes, yes. That I was like, I was like, but I know how they can in the next line retcon this as they have, like, in Stuck in the Middle with you, in um, the one, whatever the Metatron is, he's not with humanity, in, like, um, the trap, like, whatever, like, all these episodes when we've gotten very close to love confessions from Cass or from Dean, and then there's another line that's like, all of you, or, like, in a friend way, or brother way, or, like, whatever, and, and it kept narrowing. It, it kept, kept like, narrowing. it kept oh being, like, God, it was, but it I agree, but I will say my heart started racing as soon as he said, the one thing I want is something I know I can't have. Because I was immediately like, what does that, what else can it mean? Only mean one thing. Like the whole time I was texting um, our friend Ari, who was also watching it live because Zoe couldn't, um, about like, ooh, like parallels, like... Because if uh, you didn't watch it, it started with Charlie, who is Dean's lesbian best friend, sort of, because she's from another world, whatever. Yeah. Her girlfriend dies. Of, uh, Charlie, yeah, her girlfriend disappears. Yeah. Um, and then the middle point, like the turning point of the episode, is Sam's girlfriend, Eileen, also dies. And I, thought, I was like, oh, it's like, it's a parallel. They're setting this. I, I was like, set up and pay off, set up and pay off, set up and pay off. And for once, 
They actually did it. It was so, I don't know, I remember, like, the beginning of the episode, I was like, oh, Cass is, like, so consumed with, like, Jack yeah, right yeah. now, and I was like, maybe this is gonna, like, not really be a Destiel thing and, like, end up being more about Cass and Jack, yeah. which would be, like, lame, but, like, okay. Hey, yeah, whatever. I really and, thought like, after, after Gimme Shelter, after that conversation, yeah. I really thought that it was gonna be about Jack. I also and like I was I was happy with that I was fine with that like I said I Cass and Jack's relationship has become my favorite on the show it's very sweet and I love to watch them and like you know it's just Steel and Jason because that's their child but I thought that because I'm like there's no way they're gonna I know I was like they can't do it they fixed and then they fixed the Jack thing so early in the episode yeah there was that they kept narrowing because then there was no moment when Billy was like, and the only way the empty, there's no way empty could be here unless she was summoned. Sidebar, I think that, because Billy reads God's book really early in that episode, and I think she planned everything and set everything in yeah. motion. And oh, I think she was yeah. the real puppet master of this and knew how it was all going to end. And like, yeah. But when that happened, and I was like, oh, so that's okay. So it is coming into play. Like if they weren't interacting all episode, and then there was the point when they're at Eileen's house and. Eileen. Sam loses Eileen, and Dean's like, okay, I'm gonna go back and hunt Billy in the bunker. I'll go with you. And Dean's like, okay. And it's, he's never, it's he's never agreed that quick. Yeah. There was something, there was a gravity to it, and we all knew it. He didn't know. Dean didn't know about the, I love that nobody knew about the deal until the very last minute. I really thought that, like, in Unity, like, Cass was gonna tell Sam and then be like, don't tell Dean. But he didn't because Sam doesn't matter. <laughs> Sam's irrelevant. <laughs> God, yeah, fuck Sam. Oh, the ending was about him, right, but he didn't do yeah, anything. So, you know, the Sam girls would still be happy and go watch Walker, Texas Ranger. First of all, then there was like Billy attacking Dean's heart and that's what Cass had to save him from, which I was like, delicious. And then they were trapped in the room and Dean was like, she's gonna get in here, I'm so sorry. And she's then she's gonna kill get, you, and then she's gonna kill me. Because it's like it's such he knows that Billy will make him watch Cass die. I, as soon as he, I was like, oh Dean. As soon as he oh, said that, and then he was like, we should be with Sam and Jack. Like we should be. Which in itself, I was like, oh yeah. Like I, I felt that was one of the last times on the show when I like felt bad for Dean Winchester. And then you watch. Just the immediate, it was like the first moment of joy on Cass's face when he realizes he can save him. It was so good, God, because he always wanted to die for Dean, and he has time and time and time again. And this is where the finale fails, because, like, Cass has always died for Dean. It is, Dean should have stopped him. Um, should have stopped him. Um, but, like. There was buildup and no payoff. No. But, like, he was so happy to realize that he could save him. And it was honestly the best confession anyone ever could have written for them. It was perfect. It was exactly what we've always known. But finally. I saw some post. I was like, that gets six kudos on AO3. And I'm like, absolutely like, no, it the fuck would not. This was perfect. It was gorgeous. It was gorgeous. You know the person who made that post was definitely not a death seal. Like, definitely not a person watching the show. Because no one would defame Robert Barron's like that. Like, Absolutely not. Robert Barron's is great. And, like, his three-episode arc this season. Plus, he also worked on... Also, he and Glenn collabed on Golden Time and... On Golden Time, which was so necessary for the arc. And the Gamblers. And the Gamblers, which is, you know, Cass and Jack. 
Um, but like, you know, the rupture, the trap, and despair. Like, I think he said they were a trilogy. A trilogy. And they and they were and it was all about their relationship and it was so great and their relationship has grown and changed more in those three episodes than in the other 12 years of them being together I agree because it's like the divorce the reconciliation and the confession and like like after every single one of those I was like like it's a new phase in their relationship like the divorce was the first time that Cass ever like, you know, stood up for himself <laughs> and was saying, you're a monster. Like, you can't even look at me and you won't acknowledge the loss of our son and you won't acknowledge how much that means to you and to both of us. Or that he was even our son to begin with. Like, he tells it to Belphegor, but he won't- Belphegor! Like, he'll say to Belphegor, we lost our son, but he won't even say Jack's name to Cass. Yeah, it's, like, it, he can't admit it, and so Cass leaves him. And it's- And like, he should! Should've. Not and, forever, but he does need to. It was really important. Best thing <coughs> for Cass's character since, you know, pulling Dean from hell was the future when he, like, realized that he could love someone besides Dean- and the divorce, when he's like, I'm leaving you because you are terrible. <laughs> and until you can sort your shit out, I don't want to be here. Like, Jack killed Mary. And, like, Dean blamed Cass for that, but he still didn't ask him to leave. Such interesting writing, such interesting writing, that, like, you know, Dean is the one who's saying, like, you're dead to me, I hate you, like, all of this shit to Cass, and had been saying he's it since so the end of season 14, but he's shocked that Cass leaves him at the end of the so certain that Cass will always stick around. Because he, like, like, he needs to hate Cass, but he can't not have him there. Like, he and needs like, And Cass, like, uh, like, all the shit that Dean does to him and all the shit that Dean says to him, like, Cass will just take it because he knows Dean. He built it. He rebuilt his fucking soul. He knows him. Like, God, what's the Mitski lyric? If, if you need to be mean, be mean to me. I can take it and put it inside of me. <laughs> if you're, it's just, if your hands want to break more than trinkets in your room. Oh lean on my arm while you break my heart. My yeah, heart. I don't smoke. Like, oh, God. Cass be like, I don't smoke. But Dean be like, I will. And that's <laughs> why their relationship is so insane. <laughs> it's so perfect. Robert Barron listens to <laughs> Mesky and he quoted her like three times. Like Golden Time and The Trap is like, you know, the reconciliation and The Trap is really good because Dean has never opened up like that. I think it was also really good and like, I don't think I would have found The Trap apology a prayer scene as satisfying as I did if there wasn't the moment before when A, the, you left, I left but you didn't stop me yes. from Cass, which is like so explicitly romantic, yeah. but like also like, and the idea that like, no, like then you owe things to people who aren't Sam, like you owe things, you owe like um, emotional vulnerability to others. And then when that's starting with, you know, him being like, I know you're sorry, Cass. Like, I know you're sorry about what happened to, to my mom and to Belphegor. Which, like, Belphegor. to Belphegor. <laughs> and he's like, you possessed your son and tried to homewreck you? <laughs> Belphegor is the best. Like, literally one of the best supernatural characters. I love him so much. And he's like, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Jack. 
And he's like, I already apologized to you about the other shit and I don't care. And he's like, like, I'm sad that I failed our son like you failed her. Like, that's what it was. And I'm so glad that in the prayer, like, not only did Dean, he started with, I forgive you, but he ended with, I'm so sorry. Exactly. Because it was never about forgiveness. It was always about an apology. And, like, that's Dean's thing with, like, Dean's thing with apologies, especially to Cass and Jack, who he sees as just, like, they're angels. Like, they're, you know, they're completely good, and I am ruining them. It's, like, the hardest part about, like, him apologizing is the threat of, like, actually being forgiven. He thinks everything he does is, like, unforgivable, and he'll take that, and he'll internalize it, and he'll just, like, it, you know, kill himself later. I also think, like, not only are Cass and Jack angels in in literal and figurative senses to Dean, but they're also extend, especially Jack, but also Cass, they're extensions of himself. Yes. They represent what he, like, much more than Lisa and Ben ever could. They represent what he wants and can never have. So by destroying them, he destroys himself. Like, it, it's an act of masochism. Every oh. time he pushes them away, every time he tells them he doesn't love them or they're not his family, because, like, to love them is to allow himself to have something he doesn't believe he deserves. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God, it's it's so good. And it's also another thing I loved about the trap. Like, and like, this also came up in the, in Cass's love confession is every single other character that talks to Dean about his anger issues, besides like Sam, and that will be like, Dean, you get so angry. He's like, (laughs) I'm sorry. I try not to be. And that's like it, you know? And then like make his like crying face. <laughs> he just can't act. He has like three patented expressions. I love, I love the Sam faces. <laughs> he has he has the resignation face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Resignation has, uh, j- judgment and crying face. <laughs> my favorite it was absolutely great when they got appropriated for Gadriel um but like every other character who talks to Dean about like you know his anger issues and is like I thought you'd stop being like especially like in um Gimme Shelter with Amara who like you know if they were gonna go for a romantic relationship anywhere likely would have been Amara She's the only one left. And can remember him. She's the only one left who could be romantic interest woman for Dean at this point. And and now she can't anymore. (laughs) Chuck ate her and now, like, I guess Jack did. No weapon fashion against Destiel shall prosper. Um, But, like, you know, Amara was like, I thought you would stop being angry. And Dean's like, being angry is a good thing. I'll never stop fighting. And like, you know, that's the Winchester stubbornness and all that. But like, <laughs> Go to therapy. I am not arguing with a man. Go to war. Go to therapy. <laughs> Dean should have gone to war. Gone to war. Um, Get trench foot and die from a botched amputation. <laughs> not just what purgatory round one was. <laughs> but like, with his prayer to cast in purgatory, like, so much of it was, like, I don't know why I get so angry. It's always been there. It's easier than, like, you know, saying I was wrong and 
it's like and he explicitly was like this is a bad thing and I hate this part of me and I'm sorry like it was never about forgiving Cass it was never about forgiving Cass about the snake because who gives a shit about the snake it was like he was saying I forgive you but god it was like of course I forgive you because it's stupid that he should even have to and he knows that also the snake thing was so stupid that was a sign of how absolutely fundamentally good Jack is because even without a soul he was like this snake is hurting and he thought it was a mercy because he's like the snake is hurting it's not eating he should just go to heaven and be with his friend um which is you know like Jack is a child with god powers who was forced to you know see a lot of death in life and kill things and also he knows that heaven is real in a place that you go he thought that the gorgon was in heaven which like nobody told him about purgatory which is funny but like you know jack is very good and he like again he knows that heaven is real it is a place that he went and saw his mom he had a very nice time until it got scared he knows heaven is real it's fine um yeah and also with the trap when um but Dina's like there's one thing I have to say to you and Kaz is like does it need saying it needs saying versus like happiness isn't in that having it's the just being it's just saying it it was such a good love confession because and we've talked about this but just to get this in the record it it didn't just say, oh, Cass is gay or, oh, Cass is in love with Dean. Yes, it yes. said Cass has always yes. Yes. been yes. in love with I've Dean. Been, I have been saving, yes, I've been saving discussing this because this has to be like the capstone of, the dis- of our despair segment because that's what made this love confession so goddamn good is it's like great and super validating for us because that is always how we've read it. Like Cass has always been in love with Dean before he even knew what it felt like and he learned how to love through Dean and through loving Dean and like that's how he sees the world and it was and Cass has like it confirmed Cass has always been in love with Dean and he didn't even know what that meant it's great because now it's like you know we always knew like we always knew that like every single thing Cass does and being like what was the reason what was the reason it only makes sense if it's like out of complete all-consuming romantic love for Dean And it's true, and it was. Misha Collins left that set like Nicole Kidman after signing the divorce papers. It's like he's free, and the whole show has been rewritten to do to to do what he's always been doing anyway, which is great. um, It really felt like, (laughs) like you know, at the end of season one of Doctor Who, when like Rose gets the like looks into the TARDIS and like like magically fixes absolutely everything it's like rewrites all of time and space to save like that's what this confession did to the show it changed the entire like it's like Cass's Cass and Dean's plot lines have always been you know this really really good love story and like yes Cass like of course Cass is gay it's all been gay narratives they sent him to conversion therapy twice. <laughs> twice that we've seen, but we know that he went more than that. Because she says he's had like a million other lobotomies that he doesn't remember because they keep wiping his memory because he's too crazy. Meredith Glenn is my friend. I've come around on Unity. She's Unity. a martyr. She has a character assassinate Dean doesn't and okay. To, doesn't need to pick up the tab for brunch. I will because I'm like Meredith Glenn. 
I respect what you did for, for me. Getting that line that's like Chuck saying in every yes. other world. Every other world. It is, Cass is always, like, I love that so much. And I love that so much more than, a, like, this is not a story where you can be like, oh, they would choose each other in every world and every universe. They would it very much factors into the lore of Supernatural that this is the only this is the only good timelines. Destiny is bad. Fate is always bad in the show. This is the only good timeline. Let's freeze for a minute. Yuppie Sam and Dean were living great lives and supposedly still are. Yuppie Sam is dead in hell and wearing a maid outfit right now. <laughs> God, it's like, it's only, Cass has, this is the only universe where Cass loved Dean because he was never supposed to and it's so good because he was like I love that because it's like on the meta level this was never supposed to happen and like acknowledging that in the show in this arc where it was about like what was supposed to be the ending like that's so good and so smart and like ah, and it's so romantic it's only been this cast is it's the so, embodiment of free will. It's so romantic. Like, literally, Cass has turned his back on, like, the heavenly father. Like, on God in that way. For the sake of this incredibly human, incredibly imperfect man. God, it's like... It's so Cass, gorgeous. Cass makes Lucifer look like an obedient angel. I did once read a fic that had a line, and I think about it all the time. Not to, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's right. We read supernatural fanfic yeah. now. That's a line. That was from, it was another angel to Cass, and it was like, brother, you're so prideful, you'd make Lucifer blush. And it was in response to Cass being like, he was like, nothing that happens to me from now on matters because I know Dean is safe. I'm like, yeah, that's literally, that's the point. Yo! Wow. I know, I read that line, and I was like, oh, this person gets Cass. Because, like, you know, like, 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 Lucifer was doing it all for, for, you know, daddy's approval. He was always daddy's little boy, which I, everyone's so mad that they, like, character assassinated Lucifer and Michael. And I was like, no, I don't yes. care about them. There's one angel them. who matters, and his name is Cass. Cass is the only one. Fuck. He's the spanner in the works. The one with the crack in his chest. <laughs> God, I love Cass. I love Cass. I love Cass. He's the best character. Like, I'm never going to love a character. I'm never going to love, love Cass. And it's definitely because, like, we're older and, like, we're just in that he hit us when we were teenagers. And we're just not going to care about things in this way again, which is good. Gee, it's like this was a character that was, that both of us absolutely loved when we were, like, kids. Yeah. And then, like, and now, like, coming back around now, and he's gay? He got all the plot lines my 14-year-old self would have dreamed of him getting. Yes! Oh, my God! I remember, like, first year in college, I was hanging with you in your room, mm -hmm. and we were watching for some reason, and it was before bait. We were, like, just starting we were, to- We were watching the, the Angel with Shotgun AMV. And we both, when it was done, looked at each other and went, should have been, been canon. I've been thinking about that all day. Cause I'm like, we've been saying this since pre bait days, like, you know, the conditioning runs deep. Conditioning Every, is yeah, so we've deep. been saying that for years, like the Destiel conditioning runs deep. It runs so deep. And, and yeah, you know, it should have been canon and it is. It is. And Cass is gay. Cass is 
gay and he always has been in love with Dean. They've killed Megstiel. <laughs> I guess Cass and Hannah, if that was ever a thing, if anyone ever wanted that, because clearly no one did, dead. I love how homophobic the angels are. I love how just they're so homophobic. I mean, wouldn't you be? Invented- if the only gay person you knew ruined your fucking life. Like, they invented homophobia just because they hate Cass. You're like, God is bisexual, but they hate Cass so much that they became homophobic. You know it was Naomi. She was like, something doesn't feel right about this one. Oh, one of these voices ain't like the others. <laughs> and it isn't like loves his female what singers, loves to cook, because he wasn't attracted to anyone before he met me. He was like a little gay boy in the wells for boys way, not even in like the real way. God, everything that's now a microaggression to just outright, outright slur. It's so great because everyone's like, this finale made it homophobic. And I'm no. like, no, it's been homophobic since they confirmed Cass is gay. Now it's like every time they called him a Nancy. Boy. <laughs> I was talking with Maj about this yesterday. Anyone who watches the show now like starts it now is gonna start it with the knowledge that Cass is a gay one and then they're gonna be like wow they really like this is really homophobic every time they're like oh Cass doesn't know to not use a pop girl alias unlike us real men who use rock stars like pop girl alias is is my favorite microaggression it's they established it really early yes yes they I think Spears and Aguilera is like season nine yeah like as soon as he starts going on hunts of his own and like ha- and using aliases my thing with the pop girlies is I'm like this is absolutely like before you know before this I'm like pop girlies is my biggest evidence for gay cast because like you could argue that like you know oh Cass is an angel and he doesn't know he only knows like top 40s who's oblivious could be like I'm agent Beyonce only a homo's gonna say he's agent Solange (laughs) agent Solange should we talk about you know Dean's feelings (laughs) Dean cried like a bit I loved that honestly what I loved the most about despair is we were freaking out so much about the handprint beforehand like notice seeing like the blur that i'm like that's that could be a handprint that could be a handprint this summer made me feel like watching the trailer i'm like i feel sick i feel sick and i didn't even notice it happened because castle like like was saying i love you so like i didn't even notice but like yeah dean cried like a bitch i'm really glad the episode ended with that yes just oh god in the silence it was so good barons you're so good there's no way to watch that. God bless Barons, because there's no way to watch that scene and not be- read the rest of Dean's behavior as a comically repressed individual Absolutely. who has literally pushed everything down to the point of like, everyone's like, why did he just give up in, like, if he'd said he was going to keep living, then why did he just give up? Like, because in- he was lying. <laughs> like, he was a liar. I'm like, Dean lies. He's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. That's his whole thing. All time is being like, it's great. It's great. It's great. It's great. I like, personally can't like I don't even like Dean that much but I personally can't believe that like Dean would know that Cass was in hell and would be like genuinely I just want to eat pie right now like I can only read that two ways one Sam Bryan eats Alice Winchester or two that he's just in such a state of like non-functionality and denial that like he's pushed it down which like is how it reads I totally read it like that because it's like they have been setting up like 
like the wit the fucking widower arc dean kills himself and he killed himself again like dean he was like don't bring me back sammy and i'm like that makes sense dean cannot function without Cass. no he cannot function without him anytime they're even like separated he's non-functional yeah dean obviously reciprocates They've been setting up since season 12 a lot more moments that show Dean's feelings for Cass in a way that, like, pre-despair season 12 onwards, like, the big Destiel moments, I think, are all, like, Dean to Cass. Yeah, I'd say post-stuck-in-the-middle. Post post-stuck-in-the-middle, yes. Because that, for me, was... Because until despair, I was, like, stuck-in-the-middle is the love thing. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, he said it. And then I, and, and this having callbacks to Stuck in the Middle, I was like, Davey Perez and Robert Barron's texting while he was writing this. He was like, I will call back to your masterpiece when they, when they had to, you know, hono homo it a little. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but from that point on, it's like, I mean, the mixtape, the mixtape, the, the widower arc, like. Dean has to like prepare Cass's body. We lost everything. And you're gonna bring him back? I, like, can't believe that Andrew Dabb, my friend Andrew Dabb, who wrote that episode, like, wanted me to feel like Dean was fine in this one. Yeah. The, The only way that this strays from and changes my interpretation of Destiel as a whole is... Dean didn't know or like Jensen Ackles said in that interview like he maybe he's like known he's probably known and probably suspected but he's so convinced that it that Cass can't feel this for him I think I I still want to live in what my reading of the show is which is like Cass has known Dean's loved him since um since I'd rather have you and I I think like what I want is something I can't have is maybe it is not like I want you to love me back and more like it's us being together and having a life together and like we've talked about this between us a lot but like Dean and Cass I think have always known that they've loved one another or they've known for a really long time Dean has always believed that they had decided they for for his sake would suffer in silence and never put this into words yes oh my god dean's face when he he's like what are you saying and he knows what he knows he knows exactly what is about to happen but he thought that they'd agreed that they would never talk about this he was like we're just going to quietly live like we have the sun like we can just do this yes yes in like this that- way of like i can have you in every way but the one way i want but i'll still have you and both of them think that's enough for them but it isn't enough for cass not it's so sad because like for so long like cass was completely convinced that he was happy like that that he was just happy to just you know be around Dean and be his friend and raise the kid and like watch old movies with him. But like knowing that like he always was thinking about Oh God be more that <laughs> he always in the back of his mind envisioned a life for them. And like envisioned that like there's a world where it can happen. You know, and like another thing I've always said this about Dean is like he would never let himself have that life because he's so comically fucked up. He would let him have, he would probably let himself have that life if he went to therapy and then he'd be fixed. But he's convinced himself that he's like, I can't have this life because it's all too dangerous. 
there's two points in the whole show when you feel, when when you see Dean genuinely fully <gasps> without sacrifice envision that happening. And one is at the end of season 13 when he's like, now that we have Jack and he's so powerful, really, you know, maybe we can just all retire and go to a beach together and like be happy. And the only other time when I think he's even ever gotten close to feeling that was after Byzantium when they're in the car and they're on the way and he thinks they've figured out how to beat Michael and they, he thinks they've saved Jack with no what? compromises. the whole way there with a the broken tape deck! He didn't even complain once! What is that but the definition of love? There's so many moments when I'm like, that's what love means! And that was like one of the most for me the whole show. And it's such a small, simple little moment. But like, I know, I know. Yeah. Like being able to drive hours with someone with a broken tape deck and just be happy that you're alive and together and your child is alive and you have a future that you can look forward to. That's what love is. That's, that's what it means to like, be a person. Just knowing that he gave away their happy ending, but shut up. He feels guilty, but he can't feel ashamed. Oh, that is his mantra as a character. Like, he sold it away and he knows that and he's been living with the guilt of that since Byzantium. It's like, it's such a double-edged sword because he sold away his and Dean's happy ending, but like Cass would have never had a happy ending without Jack in the first place. Exactly. One last note on despair. We might circle back later, but <laughs> it's so good. let's talk about Dean's theme. In Cass's theme into Cass- Dean's theme. Into Dean's theme under the confession. Whew. That's just... <sighs> Drop the soundtrack! Drop the soundtrack. That's all I need. Drop the fucking soundtrack. Come on. Release love theme from Supernatural. We know you have it. And we know what scenes it's in. <sighs> all right. Finale was... It was bad. Bad? Finale was bad, but... I know a lot of people really, 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 really hated it. Yeah. Um... It didn't inspire the same level of outrage in me that, like, Game of Thrones did. No, not at all. I was just kind of bored. Yeah. Nothing happened. Nothing um, happened. So that Dean dies. <laughs> I was playing a drinking game. Um, me and Katie were, she was, she was watching it at her house, I was watching it at mine. We were mm-hmm. playing a drinking game. Um, and one of them was finish your drink if Dean or Sam dies. And so we're like 15 minutes into the episode and I'm like, well, thought of- <laughs> I didn't predict it, but I predicted something that was similar, but worse. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is what, you, this is the benefit of setting expectations low. Cause I said, calling it now, the monster is a people crime. Actually, they also successfully kill Sam and Dean in like the first 15. The rest of the episode is them traveling to heaven, like in dark side of the moon. So this was better. Yeah. It was better. It was dumb. It was dumb. It was really dumb. But boring. It could have been worse. Could have been a lot worse. Established nothing. Nobody won. Sam girls, I guess. Winces shippers because they always win because they're crazy. Yeah, Winces shippers, anytime they see the two brothers tut or like talk to each other, they're like, this is a definite win because they know they're not going to like fuck. I think that um, Cass and Jack girls did come out the winners here because they didn't get character assassinated. 
Now, Kaz and Jack got to stay consistent and lovable. Stay consistent and lovable and didn't have a stupid, ridiculous ending. Um, yeah, I'm kind of glad they weren't there. Yeah, I am too. But you know what? I take my victories where I can. I thought this was stupid. I'm glad they didn't bring Cass back to have him be like, I just love, I'm now that I told you I loved you, I, I don't romantically love you anymore and I'm in touch with the universe. I really think if he'd come back, it would have been something like that. So I yeah. am kind of, honestly, it was all left like open in such a way that I was like, this is a Destiel ambiguous ending. Exactly. Like I have been saying from the beginning, before we rewatched it, I'm like, they're going to have no choice but to leave a Destiel ambiguous ending where it's like, we don't know, but there's always possibility for us to be like, next episode. They kiss. Yeah. And that's exactly yeah. what I feel like, because they're both in heaven now, and everyone's in heaven. I liked that they fixed heaven. I really did like that. This episode- yes, I really liked that. This episode made me come around a bit on Baby God, because I know he had- Because, like, I was- yeah. I, I, said from the beginning I'm like I don't want Jack as God at all but if he is I want Cass to be there with him you totally predicted this because you were like everything you were like Jack has brought Cass back to life off screen and he's stage momming him through heaven and that's literally what happened that's canon yeah I'm glad he fixed heaven and I think it implied for me that Jack fixed a lot of the afterlife stuff yeah, yeah. Like, I would assume that Kevin's either in heaven or alive. Yeah, he, like, he, Bobby. he fixed Bobby. He, you know, fixed I, heaven so that it, it, like, it's not lonely anymore. Yeah, clearly Rowena fixed hell. Clearly Rowena fixed hell. Hell sounds fun. I want to go to hell. Jack, like, Cass probably told him about purgatory. He's like, hey, it's bad. People shouldn't go there. He's like, um, you don't need to see it because it's just going to upset you. Right. Because it's like... Yeah, Jack could not be God on his own. Absolutely not with those powers. Fuck no. I yeah, think he has Cass there to like make him a sandwich whenever he gets a little worked up. Yeah, Cass being there to like balance him out and like guide him and just, you know, be his dad. I think your post that was the funniest was when you were like, Jack's like, I can't wait for Claire to die because she plays Mario Kart fast. And Cass, Jack, you can't say that. Jack and Cass, like, Cass, Cass is alive. <laughs> Cass is alive. Sam and Dean are dead, but like according to the wiki, Cass is alive. And Jack is not like, even like Cass is like in heaven. Like Cass is alive. Cass is fine. Cass is just an angel. Jack and Cass will like pop down to earth to go visit Jody and the girls. And, and Jack will be like, I can't wait till you die, Claire, so you can come and live with us. <laughs> Claire's like, okay. What have we talked about? You can't just say, oh, I know, yes. We know that heaven is real and we know that it's a good place and we know that's where we can hang out with our friends forever, but we don't say that to living people, okay? This is what he says to Claire at her tasteful commitment ceremony with Kaya. <laughs> Gay marriage is out. Tasteful commitment ceremonies are back in. I wish it was the 90s. The ending was dumb, but it could have been worse. It could have been worse. I'm so glad they brought Like I, That was what I was most worried about, to be honest. I was like, if they leave him there and I have to like yeah. make the mental jump that they rescue him in the unseen 21st episode. Knowing that Cass is okay. Yeah. Knowing that he's that jack isn't alone mm -hmm. like that's this is good this is fine for me everything was so completely open and ambiguous that nothing got resolved i do believe that woman was no, definitely eileen i don't understand no. anyone who's saying it's not eileen it was eileen 
the was funny, I leaning? It was the, just the only, the only funny thing was someone was like, that's Gabriel with long hair. And I'm like, Sabriel wins. <laughs> yeah, I think Sam is just telling this story to his kid to be like, and that's why you never met Uncle Dean. He died on the last hunt. He did not kill himself. I fully believe that Dean killed himself. Anytime someone was like the incest subtext here, I was like, that's they so touch faces and foreheads. That has happened every time one of them dies. They do that. Look, I don't even have a sibling. And, like, I know that, like, that's just how... Look, if you're, like, dying, it's upsetting. <laughs> like, are they weird and codependent? Yes. Did I ever feel like anyone ever implied that they were erotically codependent? No. They were two men who needed to go to therapy. They joked about it in early seasons before they had cast because they just wanted to be homophobic. And then they were like, oh, I think it's more fun if we just introduce a gay character and just be violently homophobic to him all the time. And it was funny that way. Oh, God, I love Kaz. Sarah Gamble looks so homophobic now. Yeah, it's like, I'm like, that's on you for being weird about it and letting the insulin shippers gaslight you. Look, like, I'm normal and I grew up normal. But if my little brother died, I'd just kill myself. (laughs) Just immediately. (laughs) So it's like, you know... Good on Sam for not just killing himself. I think that would have been more of a Winsust ending. Like Sam got married and had a kid and like died of old. God, the wig. <laughs> wig. Oh, uh, the Merlin parallels. It looks exactly, it looked worse than the Merlin wig looked oh somehow. My- oh, that's because they've been doing that for a while because I forgot that was a consistent costume. Because old Merlin was his drag persona and we saw him frequently. They slapped that Party City wig on him and called it a day. <laughs> they didn't even do, like, facial aging. Every time I see that picture of, you know, it's like before he got to the, like, Captain America age to look like Joe Biden dying of old age kind of thing. But, like, the mid-stage or it's just the Party City wig and the glasses. I always, I'm like, always like, is that a picture of Bill Hader from It Chapter 2? I always think it's Bill Hader from It, it looks so, those glasses look so much like Bill Hader. I also, like, Another thing, everyone's talking about the wig, which is hilarious, but no one's talking about the giant blown-up iPhone photo of of the Winchesters in Lebanon, which should not at all canonically exist, and we have no idea who took. Like, was it self-timer? Was it evil Cass? It was just funny. It was so bad, it was funny. It was so bad. I just, it like, was so bad, it was funny, and there were things about it that I didn't hate, and I feel like people are, like, forcing themselves to hate it more than they need to. Yeah, it's like, I get it if you were expecting more, but yeah. I wasn't. And so yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine. It like didn't disprove anything that I wanted. Yeah. It didn't prove anything I didn't want. It was always going to end with the brothers because like they, you know, they, they need to have a parallel so that, you know, for their before and after shots. Things that I don't want to talk about, but we must mention the fucking cover. <laughs> Winchester is dying to an Evanescence cover of Carry On My Wayward Son and you're laughing? (laughs) Do we know whose cover it was? I don't know. I was listening to it in my head. I was imagining that it was Catherine Newton. (laughs) And this was like her launching her pop career like a Disney star. It's so dumb. Also people who are like, he drove for 40 years. No, he drove for like two minutes. They established that so well. But that was what it is. I don't know how any how people didn't pick up on that. They spelled it out for you. Everything was left open so that nobody won, but also everybody won. 
honest to God, Despair has ruined a lot of Destiel fan fiction for me. I can't like go in and try and find something and read it because I'm like, this is not as good as Despair. Despair was awesome. Yeah, that's the big flaw of it was like how good it was. I just, it was so bad. It was so bad. It was so bad. It was so bad. But it's just like, did anyone think it would be good? Because they had to, like, they had to do something that stupid. Yeah, of course they did. Are people saying it was one sus because Dean's like, it's always, it was always you and me? Because, like, that's just a fact. It just yeah. was always them. Legally, they have to say that. They literally have to say these things. And also, like, yeah, it was always just Sam and Dean. Like, they chose to live miserable lives like that. I did, like, one thing I did like about the finale. I did actually, I, I could point to a lot of things that like conceptually I liked, they were just poorly executed because it was really bad and the COVID restrictions hit it so hard. But I liked that Bobby was at the roadhouse. I liked that like they can't, no one can technically call this barrier gaze anymore because like- Everyone's dead. Everyone's dead. Technically Cass isn't, Cass is either dead with everyone else in heaven being happy or he's not dead and he's alive and he's the only one of the core three who is alive. So we went in that way. I think I do kind of like thematically that they were like Sam lived a nice normal life but they showed that his son had an anti-possession tattoo yeah I actually was like that's the right decision that it was like it was like a nice balancing of stuff I was like okay he's maybe you know maybe he did tell the world about monsters (laughs) maybe he and Eileen did open up their monster law firm (laughs) Sam and Eileen, attorneys in Ghost Law. Attorneys at Ghost Law. Was it queer bait? We know we both agree that no, not anymore. Yeah. But let's discuss the counter arguments. Yeah, let's let's discuss the counter argument. Um, they didn't Dean never reciprocated textually. Reciprocated and you know, cast confessed his love and is never seen again. They obviously, 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 the reason that Cass is not mentioned almost at all after he dies and doesn't show up in the finale, this is not a hot take, is because the network and people in general are homophobic, and if they brought him up even a little bit more, like, they yeah. would be forced to address what, what yeah. he said. I do think it's, like, when you really think about, like, the way that, like, he was so important to them and like literally the most important person yes, in their lives outside yeah. of the two of them. And then like in terms of like going with the counter argument, like, like he was so important to them, he was most important in their life outside the two of them, comes out as gay and then immediately is like, they, like kind of an inherit the earth, but like really not and carry on and like really kind of forgotten. And like Sam brings him up, not even Dean. It's like, that is homophobic. That like, is that, un- that's incredibly homophobic. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't have happened if it was, you know, a woman confessing her love to a man. Yes. Or, like, you know, or if Cass died because he was, like, protecting Jack and it was something else. Yeah, they wouldn't have done it like this. Every and- man on Reddit trying to do the mental gymnastics and saying other ways that, that Cass could have meant it just sounds like a Sufjan Stevens song. It's just like, oh my god, I saw one that was like, he loves him as like a, a, fa- as, as a father, a brother, a child, um, yeah, like, a, a child and a best friend. And I was like, yeah, he does. You're right. Uh, I love Seven Swans. It's one of my favorite albums. I was like, yeah, he does. He does love him as like he, a, a father, a brother, like 
a son and a best friend and a god and a lover. Like, that's like everything to him. How like gay poets and writers and people from the past would just like write their letters. Oh God, that should be other suggested pairing. If you didn't watch this pair, you can just read Wilfred Owen's letter to Siegfried Sassoon. You will get the same thing, and I'm sure that Robert Barron's has read it as well. There's no making the counter argument on Cass's end. No, like 100% Cass is gay, guys. You know, you can tell that it was romantic because the CW has been cutting it from all its promo materials. Yes, yes, they know it's a big spoiler, and they know it's romantic, and they know it's gay. But it's like, you know, people denying it from Dean's side, but like, that's Schrodinger's death deal, because like, Dean never had a moment to respond to the confession at all in either direction. I just poured some white wine into an Angels in America glass. It is um, 2 p.m. for a contest. I don't think Dean was given a single moment to address the confession at all because they would have to make a choice and they didn't want to. And they were never going to. They were never going to. We're never going to know how Jensen Ackles feels about this. I don't think this is his fault. Like, it's like, now like, the things about, like, having to make calls on the finale, I'm like, I'm like, okay, this isn't funny, like, funny, haha, like, he was homophobic. I understand, like, he made some calls because the finale sucked and he probably didn't like it. Yeah, I don't think this is Jensen Ackles' fault. I don't think he's the homophobe here. I think he was just normal about it. Yeah, he made, I mean, I really liked his statement, and I liked it more than Misha. Really good and really thoughtful, and I liked it. Versus Misha, who was like, I don't think Dean reciprocates, which I was like, okay, I, first of all, I know you don't believe that. I know he doesn't believe that. I'm glad Misha Collins specifically said it's a homosexual declaration of love. Validating for me personally. I understand exactly why he and Barons were like, very adamantly, it's not barrier gays, because Cass didn't die. Cass got to come back to life. And like, you know, no matter how many times they bury that gay. Oh, and love that Misha Collins, when asked how long he's been playing Cass is in love with Dean, he said, I don't know. That's right. Play the bimbo act. It's like you just have to pretend. Because he's been doing it since Lazarus Rising. He's been doing since Lazarus Rising. Saying he's been doing it since Lazarus Rising would get him a lot, get him a lot of shit. I guess people who are crazy can be like, oh, it only happened after Meg died. Someone argued like, oh, well, like, I think he was, he was in love with Meg because he was like, there was at that time when he thought Dean could never love him and he'd moved on. And I'm like, if Cass could, was even capable of moving on, he would not be there. <laughs> Cass is too completely obsessed with Dean. The only times that he has made decisions that are not, to make Dean love him are for the other person in his life that he's completely obsessed with, which is his son. Because Cass is a terribly written female character. Was it homophobic? Yeah, but also more so it was sexist. Tired of people calling it bury your gays, call it what it is, fridging. Cass really was like, I'm gonna go commit suicide now. And I think you'll learn something from it. This was the best Destiel win we could ever ask for because the, the network has never loved us enough to actually give us an ending, so it had to be an us versus them kind of thing, and we forced their hand and Dean never got a love interest ever again. 
neither of us think that it's still queer bait. Yeah. It's real. If you want to hate yeah, like, yourself and say it's homophobic and say that it's not, yeah, sorry. You want to hate yourself and say it's homophobic and say it's not canon and say it's queer baiting, then you can do that. Or you can go with all the evidence presented before you, understand that if the people making the show had their way, it would be canon. Because clearly, most of the people wanted that. They all want it. It's like, the people who write the show like Destiel. (laughs) Like, it's really obvious that they do. We'll never see something like this again. This is not. And we've never seen something quite like this before, where it was like, years and years and years and years of malicious queer baiting, but then we just wore them down and they, and like, you know, the guard changed enough and eventually like it became obviously that that was the best story to tell and that was the best direction to go with cast in general. Um, and we'll definitely see ne- never see anything like that again because qu- they just don't make queer baits like they used to. Nowadays, it's like, that, there's a reason why this podcast is mostly uh, like, mostly covers ships from like the golden, queerbait era of like the early 2010s is because nowadays it's like like movie studios will be like oh we're gonna have a gay character in this and it's a side character they don't they don't you know like lure you in with homoerotic moments between the main cast like that anymore i am thinking about this podcast i want us to keep doing it and i love this it's like one of my favorite things in my life but this has a limited shelf life because there's which, like, for better or worse, the world is changing. And instead of getting queer baits, we're getting very mediocre written gay couples. I'd rather have queer baits. I'll say that right now and I'll put it on the record. I don't want to watch Haunting of Fly Manor. No. I don't want to watch that. I don't want to watch the two second kiss in Star Wars or the gay guy in Avengers Endgame. I don't like, want to watch fucking one day at a time. I swear to God, if I have to even hear the name one day at a time or fucking Brooklyn Nine-Nine ever again. Like, what can that do for me that Goodbye Stranger can't? What is fun? Do for me that Merther, which I don't even like or ship can't. Queerbait is always going to be more fun because like, you know, it's like they set up things and then if you're smart and you're funny, you can come up with much better plot lines just from there. It's like, oh God, Zoe, it is like what you said that one time when you're like, I wish that gay people were still more oppressed so that we could make better art. It's like, you guys have got to stop just happily consuming mediocre gay rep on sitcoms and just start and start having to like obsess over homoerotic moments in long running made for straight people TV shows so much that they keep throwing in more queer bait for you until eventually you win and they make the angel gay. We live in a homophobic society. We do. It's a fact. Yeah. It's like whatever. We do. Sorry, we do. We're not at a place from like most of America, like mass media, like you, you can read a book yeah. on any gay plot you want and you can watch a play on any gay, I, I, I promise you, you can. And there's like, you know, a decent amount of indie films. So anything with like a high production quality, any mass culture to be consumed, it can't have not ever 
or at least for another fucking like hundred years ever going to be made for us. You have got to stop falling into the trap of being like, I think Marvel should do a gay hero. They never will because they don't need to. Because like- They're going to get your money anyway. Exactly. You're going to watch it. You're going to watch them have a gay side character. You're going to bad things. Anytime someone's gay, any sort of major media, they're written to be gay. And it's written in a way that's like stupid, like facile representation. It's not, it's not going to be what a character like Cass is. This isn't even me being crazy. He's like one of the most interesting written gay scene. Yes. Being gay is both fundamental to also like a person in his own right and so much more than that. Love is so interesting and powerful. And even stepping outside of cast, characters like Merlin. Merlin. Our thoughts on Merlin have been made clear, but it's like he's a really, really interesting gay character, especially looking at him from the outside now, not as a 12-year-old, but as someone to be just like a gay character who will like, you know, complacency in a homophobic regime. The golden age of queerbait produced the best like readings of gay readings of characters because like ships now when you can like you can ship Tom and Greg from Succession but like they've got like some fun moments but like like ships that that aren't from this golden era of like complete intentional malicious queer bait of you know because it doesn't have these moments and it doesn't make gayness a huge part of their plot and their story but also shying away from it enough that it's not the only part, that it's not like they're written in to be the gay one. We're just not going to get good mainstream name narrative. Mm-hmm. Blind Manor on paper is as good as it gets. Like, it's integral to the story. Yeah. Like, they were side of BA. Like, on paper, it ticked all the boxes. It still didn't fill me with any of the passion that other stuff did. It still ultimately wasn't well-written had an unsatisfying ending, was stupid. Like, all of these things, like, on paper is so good. Yeah. Is that? Which was clearly them trying to be like, look, it's gay in an interesting way. It's not just one day. It's not just Supergirl. It's, like, good rep. But it's not. Because it's going to do the same thing. Until we get something like Destiel for real. Until, yeah. like, the balls to do something like that, then, like, write your own stories and... Like, you know, it's there in books and you got to subsist on queerbaits because they're never, queer, you know, we've, it, it's over. They're never going to queerbait us again. It's never happening again. It's such a weird double-edged sword where we're getting worse gay rep and like worse characters for, you know, gay people to relate to than ever because now it's more like, you know, more acceptable to show gayness on screen because now it's like just, you know, it's expected to just be enough that this character. And thus, every have a gay person saying, I'm gay, gay, a boyfriend introduced to be their boyfriend, and there's no build up, and it's not important to the narrative, and it's not whatever. This is not to say that, like, I don't think there were any mainstream good. Look, I like the get down. I think it's fun that they queerbait with women now. That's the one move. There's like a brief. Like niche that, when like right? Ocean's 8 and Captain Marvel came out. It's just, uh, it's just, God. I don't know. It's kind of the end of an era. 
we're in like a desert of gay media and I'm never going to feel anything the way I felt about Destiel. You know, we're getting sentimental now, but like, so this was something that was such a formative story, a like formative love story for me when I was like, you know, young, when I was like, before I even knew I was gay, like following through like this and, and giving it that ending that it did is like so much more than any of us could have ever expected. And like, it really does show like a lot of, a lot of thought and a lot of care for the people that, that did really like this. There goes the last great American queer bait. Yeah. And because of that, we're going to keep up this podcast. Don't you worry. It's, you know, pretty irregular, but you know that already we've got busy lives. We've got a Clance episode coming up soon. It's on the back burner. I've mostly finished editing it, but I've just been too busy, but yeah, we, we are, we are going to be retiring uh, Angel with a Shotgun as our theme song out of respect because it's always been about one, one ship. And goddamn, we got it. Quite literally the greatest love story ever told. told. And it remained the greatest love story ever told. Yes. It has been consistently delivering. (sighs) Wow. This feels weird. I know. I feel so old. Peace out, fake geek girls. Peace out, fake geek girls. See you around. Mm -hmm.